Welcome back to Building Ain't Easy. This is Dakota. I'm Lori. And today we're talking about all the spicy things that happened this week in building the largest call center <laughs> slash agency in all of North America. And some training topics along the way. What's been going on, Lori? Some I people call you L. Some people call you Lore. <laughs> some people called you, you want to say it? The L word? What is the I'm L word? I'm not going to say the L word. What's we the were L at word? a conference and someone called me mistaked you and Jen, you and Jennifer for oh, being. Oh, yeah. They just assumed because my plus one was a female that I was. That was a bad opener, but that's been an ongoing joke. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Go dive into it. What happened? We were at a conference. I think we already talked about this. We already talked about it? I, I think so. When we came back, that was several weeks ago. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. We're in, we're in it. You know, there's been a lot of crazy things happening. We're talking about all the all the tea, all the ness. Um, all the stuff. All the stuff. So this week, like I've been kind of out again with another Texas sinus infection. Dude, yeah, I was sick too this week. Like, what the frick? Well, so I don't. So I've been listening to Bill Maher's podcast since my mom came here. My mom likes my mom's a Bill Maher fan. Is that he the guy like Bill O'Reilly on Fox? No, and quite the opposite. Did the guy didn't get canceled or something? Well, he had his sh- a show in the '90s or in early 2000s that got canceled. But oh yeah. So I've been listening to his podcast, Club Random, and just randomly he had John Hamm on from Mad Men. Ooh, Mad Men. And yeah. he, this guy's like so smart and just witty and like just likable. And so I was like, oh god, I forgot about John. Hamm. And he's cute as can be. And so forgot about him. And he talked about how he's on the morning show. So I was like, you know, I tried to watch the morning show and I never really like. It was one of those things where. I always try to have shows on while I'm doing other things, and that never really works. So I didn't give it full attention. So I didn't really – I, like, missed out on how great a show is. Have you watched this? Mad Men? No. Uh, the Morning Show with Jennifer Anderson and Reese Witherspoon. No on Apple? Yeah. No. I so saw it was, like, mid in the reviews. How did it It's do? really good. Like, yeah. well, season two, I thought, killed it. Yeah. But Killed it good or killed it bad? Killed it good, okay. but, like, the reason – so the, the time that they're filming this was when – we were in the pandemic. And so mm. it's really weird now to go back and watch shows that ha- talk about COVID. And like, so Jennifer Aniston gets COVID because she goes to Italy and she gets COVID in the show. And it was a very accurate, from my experience, depiction of what it's like to have COVID. Like, because I had it coming back this year in the summer from the cruise. And it was the most miserable time I can recall ever being sick and they did a really good depiction of what it was like to have COVID and that was like the thing is she was gonna live it on camera so that people could that were afraid of this could like take it seriously but it's weird to go back and watch and think like that was two years of our life yeah I don't I mean what are your thoughts do you think we will I I think that was probably not the only lockdown we will see in our lifetime yeah, you know, I was thinking about this week being sick. I didn't, I didn't get tested positive for COVID or anything, but like just being sick, you think about like a couple of years ago, the whole freaking world shut, shut down. down. And I was thinking about COVID. I was like, because my dad had the um, in the breathe, what's it, in he- breathing tube? What's it called? It starts with the I. And it, he was intubated. Yeah, intubated. Is that mm-hmm. the word? It's like the little tube that goes in you to breathe. That's intubated. Yeah. I thought it was like inhaler or something. An inhaler is like a puff. I know what an inhaler is. I thought that's what they called it. Anyways, my dad had to be intubated for oxygen. Yeah, for oxygen. And the crazy thing about COVID was like, it was like, it was like a sleeper cell, you know? Like you didn't know, if you had COVID in the beginning, like you would have it for like five or 10 days or something before you start showing symptoms. Yeah, it was. And everyone would just get wrecked. And so you're, and that's the scary part is you're out infecting you're infecting just Everyone thousands else. and thousands of people. I was super afraid when it first started, and then I got kind of over it and became really too lax. I think that was like the Texas Yeah, part. the Texas. Texas and Florida. People in Florida were going crazy. But it, it, but it being respiratory and, like, people needing to be on ventilators and yeah. stuff. Ventilator. Okay, well, that doesn't start with an I. It doesn't start with that. It starts with no. a B. So that's, it it's really is terrifying. And, and, like, I had it. The first go round, but didn't know that I have it. I was kind of asymptomatic. 
And then the second time, and we talked about this because my taste buds got weird and they're still weird and like they'll probably never be the same. And then the second time I got it this past summer, I thought, I mean, there were days when I thought, oh my God, death might be preferable. Like this is terrible. Like I'm not going to make, I'm not going to survive. And so the morning show did a really what I, because I just I d- this was so recent for me because it's yeah. September right now I had it in July so like it was so recent that I was like that is a very accurate depiction I mean she's like describing I am basically cooking from the inside out like yes it feels like that like you are just on fire um I remember just I couldn't get comfortable I was so hot my fever was so high I was gonna have to go to the hospital at one point but I was like too deathly like ill to go and sit in a waiting room like just miserable she talked on the phone for like a couple minute conversation and she's like okay I have to go now because this conversation I'm completely worn out now and I have to go rest and I was like I remember feeling like that like getting up to go to the bathroom was so taxing like but it's just so scary and now I think it's been confirmed right that it was created in a lab and like released oh yeah it was like wohan china or something that it was released upon us upon everybody i think that's a conspiracy theory but it could be an no, actual i, I think is it, that is i think fact? new things say that it's true i, I mean I, I don't know that I, they cooked it up in a lab and just what well, was definitely created it? in a lab wow but like how many things are there like that who knows america's processed food well, perhaps. <laughs> you guys know, you know, like people, my wife's from Mexico, right? She's from Guadalajara, the beautiful city. Comes to comes to the States, we get married, we're, we're, we have two dogs, which is amazing. But the food, her medical stuff has changed because of the American food. They're, they're putting stuff in the food. Well, for sure. They say if you go to your pantry, the yeah. longer something is from its expiration, like if you have... Years and years until this expires. It's bad. You should throw those things away. Like it, the, wow. the preservatives and the chemicals that are in those foods. And, we'll and they you. and they do, they inject, like I ate a lot of salmon. I try to eat salmon like once a week because it's supposed to be so good for you. Yeah. But salmon's not pink. Like it, salmon, the color, they inject that into are that fish. Right yeah, now? for like, I think it's like a white fish. So I don't know why they do it. Whoa, salmon are white? But it's not the color that when you buy it at the grocery store. Wow. Which is like, for what? what is the purpose? Why? Well, why but make it pink? Why not make it like... Well, I, that ship has sailed. I don't know. Why give it any sort of color marketing, at all? marketing, you know. Maybe they did like a little split test and they're like, pink sells more than white. So let's make all the fish I mean, I, I feel like the col- there's the color salmon is a color, right? So this has been oh, wow. years and it's years and years in, in the making. It's into our brains. But that's like, that's kind of terrifying, right? You know the same thing's true about like wedding rings? Like in the, th- it was like the 30s, 40s, or 50s. Like all these companies wanted to sell more rings and so they went to like all... I don't know, the influencers or something, and they put it in the culture that you're supposed to, like, propose with a Well, ring. no, I think it was a diamond. It was actually, the story goes that it was a diamond company. Oh, diamond company, yeah, yeah. That made the engagement ring, like, be a thing. That's crazy, man. So you talk about freaking, uh, what's the word starts with a P? Um, it's what the Nazis did. Um, propaganda. Okay. You want to talk about propaganda? Is there ethical propaganda? Is that ethical for a diamond company to go in and like do their little I mean, thing? I and I now we all have wedding rings. I don't know if it's ethical. I don't know if it's really a question of ethics. I mean, I think did it work? I think all marketing on some level is That's a little true. unethical. Like, yeah, it depends on your heart. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Well, even e- even Instagram, anything that's like. You can't look at an influencer's Instagram page and get any real sense of what their life is, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so everything's kind of misleading and propaganda, really. Propaganda, man. It's just like we're so desensitized to it now, yeah. right? But it's harder to get our attention anymore because we don't have to watch commercials ever. The only time people, like, sit down and will agree – agree to watching commercials is like the Super Bowl, right? Because they're such a big deal, that advertising. But like we don't have to – we can call things up on demand. Like there were such an um, – we can skip through commercials. Like it's so hard to get our attention, which I don't know. I mean 
it is what it is, but that's a topic yeah. for another day. Crazy. So what what else has been going on? So um so you see my t shirt? Yeah. And I wear a lot of Kansas City stuff, so like that's not even uh, t- this one's really appropriate today because are you, are you looking at this Travis and Taylor thing? Give, give me the scoop because I know I I'm like a low key Swifty. I'm not a Swifty. My wife is. She's a Swifty. The concerts are selling for seventeen thousand dollars or whatever yeah, well they are. Izzy is for sure a Swifty. Okay. I didn't. Re- I thought I I did not love Taylor Swift. I thought I found her kind of irritating. Yeah. Until I watched that. Miss Americana or whatever her documentary. I watched it on the flight back from Hawaii, and yeah. I actually felt kind of bad for her and liked her better. Um, but I would not say that I'm a Swifty. Izzy's definitely a Swifty. Yeah. Um, but I am definitely. I love the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm from Kansas City, so I wear a lot of Kansas City stuff. But in pr- this one in particular, it's close to home because Taylor Swift is reportedly or supposed to be maybe dating. Travis Kelsey. Okay. And he's this bigger, larger-than-life personality. He's, he th- won the Super Bowl twice. He was up against his brother in the Super Bowl last year. He's as cute as can be, and he's got, like, personality for days. So, like, lots of people are heartbroken over this. But I think he made some sort of, like, call-out to um, Taylor when she played in Kansas City, like, that he wanted to take her out or whatever. And so then it was, like, rumored that they were dating – and then last week, she was in the box with his mom watching him play the game. Wow. So now it's like the next day, his all of his merchandise increased. Good for lots him. of females are now watching football that weren't before. I mean, there are lots of women that watch football. But, like, there were a lot that weren't interested in football before that now are – because he's that's crazy. It's crazy you can move so much of a ge- generation just by a relationship. Well, it's crazy that influence. so that she has that kind of reach. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's what I gotta say. You know, my and I, my wife, we're at a karaoke karaoke bar, and we sang a song. This is the song that Taylor wrote about Jake Gyllenhaal when they broke up. Okay, it's like all too well or something like that. I don't know the name. It's like a ten minute song. And I was up on That's stage. A really long song. Yeah, Taylor. That sounds Taylor, like hyperbole. Taylor goes hard. It was a long. It was a. It was a good amount of time. And I stood up in front of that stage, and I and these are all like kind of you know Taylor fans. You can just kind of tell by their appearance, right? Mm-hmm. And I stand in front of everybody, and I said, "Who here supports Jake Gyllenhaal?" And. So cut back. I said... Stop touching it. I get excited. <laughs> I said, who here supports Jake Gyllenhaal? And when I... I do. When I tell... Well, like, I think Jake Gyllenhaal, he did, I don't know what he did, but I think he did something bad. Like, I think it was kind of gross. Like, he was, like, in his 30s or something, and she was, like, I don't know, young 20s. It was weird. It was, like, You don't know enough details to be telling this story. I don't know enough, but I just knew. I don't even know what happened, so if I get canceled, I'm sorry. I apologize to the Swifties out there. But I just wanted to cause controversy in that karaoke bar, you know, and everyone started freaking out, but it was really funny. But here's the thing I have to say. I say all that to say, if something happens between Taylor and who's this guy? What's his name? Tyler? Travis Kelsey. Little Travis? Okay. Sunday. Football's (laughs) on Sunday. Okay, here's the joke. Check into it. Listen here, Travis. If you mess up in this relationship, bro, or if you guys don't get married and have a family together, the song that Taylor, I'm speaking to you, okay, the song that Taylor's going to write about you will wreck you. You think Does all she these write a song about everyone she yes, breaks up with? Yes, everybody. She, I think she breaks up a lot. Yeah, like that's right? her That's her marketing piece. She'll get a relationship, get everybody invested, get everybody hyped. Boom! Broken well, up. Well, they, they don't really match. Here's what I want to see. Do you remember when Taylor Swift dated Taylor Lautner? I don't. Okay, I do. Because I don't <laughs> care that much, and you sound like a teenage girl. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I need you to watch sports and try harder. Okay, here's the deal. I think Taylor Lautner, he was the guy from Twilight. Again, Twilight is the most cringe movie ever, okay? So if you like Twilight, I read the books. The books are good. Movie, cringe. But Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift dating was an icon because they both had the first name Taylor. Which is the worst. That's why you should never date that person. Well, I think they should have worked out. Now, I think Taylor Lautner isn't a great relationship. You think they should have worked out? Yes, oh, and they the both had the Taylor first and Taylor? Name. Oh, <laughs> T-T, my God. T.T., dude. T.T. the worst. Somebody that was has a to very change their name. 
Very hype. So, anyways, Tyler, what's his name? Travon? Travis. Travis. He is a football player, <laughs> and if you keep it up, he might kick your ass. Here, listen to the deal, Travon. If you break O-M-G. up, Travis, if you break up with Travis, Taylor, please come here and see Dakota because I'll get to see you in the process. And you're going to get a song written about you. It's going to be bad. So, anyways, I think that's really funny. So, the other thing that the yeah. morning show talks a lot about, which I feel like it's, it must have been one of the first places where it was really, really at the forefront. It was all the time they were talking about being canceled, right? Like, n- right now, and this was three years ago or so, three or more years ago. Right now, everything is cancel and cancel culture, Oh, right? cancel culture is everywhere, But man. it's so nauseating, anything. but they were talking so much in that show about being canceled and cancel. I don't know if they coined it canceled culture at that point, but it was just talking a lot about cancel, and I feel like it's just that whole terminology is now a thing, but it was a thing in that show that was several years ago. You know who just got canceled? Who's that? The writing studios. There was this huge strike happening this last week where... Not this last week. It's been several months. I know, but it just ended. It just ended. Did it just end? Yeah, it just ended, and they won. So here's the deal. So all these writers um, with these, like, so these writers in Hollywood, they went on strike for, like, 150 days because they weren't getting paid. All these studios, like Netflix, Warner's Brother, like, all these people that we say we love, these studio heads are kind of sketch. And um, they were not wanting to pay them money. Like, a show would go to, like, Netflix or streaming, and they wouldn't pay the writers past the one fee. All these studio heads are trying to use AI to, like, replace the writers. And the writers are getting got scared and they backed out. Well, they so they I've, I've heard really about this again on Bill Mars podcast because he he got grounded right. I mean he couldn't work. He was just doing the podcast and he's talking about this how every time there's a new like technological development, they, there's a strike like this. So when I don't know when there was VHS when they moved from TV to radio when you know like. Or from radio to TV, like there, every time there's some sort of technology, people don't know how to handle it. They feel like they're going to become obsolete, and so there's this kind of strike. But there was a lot of strife with this one because who was it? Um, Drew Barrymore still filmed her show, meaning they basically crossed the picket line for her writers to write material for her show, and she should know better. And there was a lot of backlash for her because of that. What show? She has a talk show. Oh, wow. But, like, nothing's been able to work at all. Like, none of these talk shows. Eventually, the Netflix bank of things that they've, you know, created would yeah. run out. Like, what were we all going to do? So, I'm glad it's over. Yeah. I'm glad that I hope they're getting paid with their work. Netflix is down bad, though. Netflix spent, like, $200, $200 million on, like, The Gray Man or something. And it, well, like, bombed. Get this. Did you know that Netflix is still shipping DVDs to people's homes? Oh, that's sick. Did you hear that? We're, no, I didn't know that. Well, it's about it's about to be canceled. It's supposed to, like it's, it's ending. But like, who even knew this was a thing? Did you know Redbox is still a thing? Do you ever go and I've see been Redbox? There in years, yeah. Well, first of all, they're the worst idea in Texas because every time I look at these things, they're like melting in the sun. Like it's so hot here that it's yeah. like they're kind of gross too. They're a little grody. Like someone's been camping out there, maybe doing some methamphetamine. Well, maybe. it's just it's <laughs> it's know, a lot of there are a lot of germs. Yeah, a lot of germs. But it's really that's because you didn't live in a time of like pay phones. I because did. that think how gross that is. I tried going back to a and flip they were phone. Everywhere. I was like, frick the iPhone. Frick this modern technology. I'm getting a flip phone. It lasted for like three, four. Five you can't months. have not good phone technology in what we do. There's no oh way. yeah, there's no way. But, but like they're still shipping DVDs. First of all, I don't have a DVD player. We could watch a DVD on like PlayStation or something. Yeah. But like who's signing up for this service at this point? I mean, it, did you ever do it? You yeah, like yeah, yeah. get a video and then you watch it and then you put it in the envelope and you send it back and then as soon as you do, they'll send you the next one in your queue. That's how Netflix started. Like that was like yeah, their but they core, are that was their st- core offer. Well, they are about to abandon it. It feels like a blockbuster movement again. Like when blockbuster. I think they should drop out. it. I think they should just focus on series like Love Is Blind. Love Is Blind just came back stop. season five. <laughs> you have to stop. And it's incre- it's so good, man. It's so riveting, and I bet it's such like a it's like low cost production. But right for now. To make. Right now, it's at a point where they're just, Pumping you have to out. wait every Friday, right? Oh, yeah, you have to wait yeah, at least. Yeah, I would months. rather wait. I like to watch the very beginning, 
Okay. Then I like to skip to the weddings, and then I like to watch the finale. Like, I don't want all that stuff in between. Oh, all this stuff is great, man. Ugh. You want the buildup. Because here's the deal. If you just go straight into the wedding reveal, it's like, and if you guys don't love is blind, it's you. they go to these pods. This is, I, I just want you to know this is the second time in a week, in two, two back-to-back episodes where you have, like, been love is blinding me. Oh my yeah, gosh, I Love is Blind is riveting, and I'll stand by it. And it's not as like it's not as trashy as like I don't know what's another one. Um, it's relatively trashy. Some of them are. Oh yeah, it's it's mid trashy, but it's also I don't know. I mean, most of these people go home and tell their families, and their families are vehemently against. This was so fascinating all of to watch. The, the all of it. You're a thirty year old dating a, someone who's twenty, you know, and like you know for forty eight hours. And you want to yeah. get married, and I don't know. It's just interesting. Interesting the dynamics, what happens, what happens on the reveal. Okay, so I'm about it. I'll try to watch the in between. Let's make a deal. I'll try to watch the in between on Love Is Blind. I'm going to need you to watch some Sunday football. Oh, well, I like did I watch feel like you should know some of the. I don't know. You're some of these football. players are pretty popular. People get so hype about football and like or sports, and it's okay. But I don't. It just doesn't. It doesn't do something. It's just like. Oh, yeah, you passed a little ball down the court. OMG. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I get it. Like, my wife, she loves football. We watched football last night at Chili's, okay? And I was watching it, and I was like, it, first of all, Chili's, they keep it at 30 degrees in there. They're trying to freeze you out, bro. Nice. And they have they have football, and everybody's, like, cheering, and I'm like, it's, 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 it's mid, bro. It's mid. So maybe you just haven't really ever gotten behind. And I used to play. I used to play hockey, and I'd tell you what, I'd slam the freak out of that puck. So they called me little pucker, dude. So <laughs> you haven't talked very much about jump roping. Yeah, I got sick this week, so I didn't. I didn't jump rope this week. Um, I feel it tapering. I I want to be tapering. wrong. It's not tapering. I it's want to be wrong because you spent four hundred dollars on a jump <laughs> rope. Damn right I did. But I I feel like. <laughs> Yeah. I might be onto something. No, jump's coming back. Here's the Flights thing. Flights of fancy. Here's the thing. I love jump roping. It just, it needs to be, I think, where I'm at. It needs to be in addition with, like, CrossFit or group training. So it needs to be done at night. But same thing with swimming. I I bought so many swim camps or caps. I can't. I mean, I had caps on caps. I would go in that pool, and I would be equipped. I even have underwater headphones. And so I do my laps. Boom. Hit them. And I enjoy a nice occasional swim. I'm going to put jump roping in that same category. It's there, like, if you haven't worked out or something or, like, you want a good nighttime workout, like, a quick 10, 20 minutes, it's great. I'm now equipped. I'm ready to go. So it's still there. It's never leaving. I think it might be It's leaving. in my heart, and I it's staying there. I think it's so one I'm of your excited. flights of fancy. I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong, too. But you haven't talked about it as much. I mean, there was a point where you were letting Jack – Film you in the parking lot. He never filmed me. That's just been a topic of discussion, and it is coming 2025. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If, yeah. if we're still into the jump rope by then. No, no, no. I'm still in the jump rope. There's something about – I want everybody to go on YouTube and look up this video. Floyd May Moneyweather, jumping rope. He yeah. has a 12 – You just butchered his name. Floyd – Money. Money. Mayweather. Mayweather the 5th. Go look Is him up. Is he really the fifth? Oh, no, I just made that up. Go look him up. He has a 12-minute sequence about five, seven years ago, ten years ago. It was a good period of time ago. And the way he cuts through the air, it's majestic, man. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so it really inspired me, inspires me to this day. Um, okay, other other topics that have come up well, this week. Let's talk about actual insurance. You want to go into the insurance game? What's been happening? Well, yeah. Okay. Um, so government ruling still coming around. Everyone's freaking out. I just out. wish that they would, uh, I mean, let's just get on with it already. Yeah. Like this waiting is the hardest part. Like it's not knowing what's going to come next. Yeah. I'm pushing like really long plans for everybody, but like what it's just so, it's so volatile. It's so like all over the place and carriers are pulling out of States. They're like changing products. Everybody's in like a panic it's like, come on with it already. But what's been some of the client stories that's happened this week? Anything? Well, I just, I've had a lot of, well, I mean, mater- we, it's the same thing. Maternity is oh, like. maternity, yeah. Well, oh, so this is kind of interesting, and I'll ask you this question. So I had a client who was very frustrated with just the way that 
like plans land and when you can enroll and what all the rules are, right? And he said, I don't understand it. Why can you not just enroll in so so if I didn't lose my coverage with my job, I I would not be able to get coverage. Like if I didn't do this in January or by February, I would not be able to get coverage. And I said that is correct. And he said, that doesn't make any sense. Why is that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So if someone said that to you, what would be your response? Yeah, I would say on on marketplace plans, that's correct. Um, well, that's what he had to have. Oh, he had to have a marketplace right. plan. Okay. Um, yeah, I just think, yeah, man, like that's it's frustrating, but that's when they set the open enrollment time to get everybody on one plan. Um, there's ways around it to get in outside of that, but yeah, that's just what the government set up. It's so a government deal. I don't think that that. Like he was really pushing me for a, you're the re- you're the, you're the face of insurance. So explain to me why this is, and so I explained to him why it was, and I said, okay, so I need you to to think about how, where that would leave insurance companies if they just let anyone enroll whenever they wanted. It means that people would go without insurance all the time, and they would get insurance when they had a major diagnosis. So then an insurance company in turn would just be buying claims. They would just be paying for your $50,000 of surgery or cancer treatment or yeah. whatever. And I said, so that, I said, insurance companies are for-profit profit organizations. They're never going to enter into an arrangement where they're going to lose money, and that is a losing proposition every time. So they have to put parameters around when people can enroll, or we've seen it, and we saw this with the tax penalty, right? When there was a tax penalty, people went and enrolled. More people than yeah. than didn't, right? Because they were afraid of being forced to pay a penalty come tax time. But as soon as they lifted it, lots of people didn't enroll anymore. They're like, I'm just going to play roulette. Yeah, I mean, that was such a big thing. I don't want to get penalized. What right. do I do? Yeah. But people, like... It's crazy because if if people could have it their way, they wouldn't carry car insurance. Yeah. That's awful. That's really irresponsible, right? If they could have it their way, they wouldn't want homeowners insurance. But it only takes one or two instances of you using your insurance and your insurance performing well for you to be a believer and to understand why you do oh, it. Oh, for sure. Right? Well, I remember that's such a good answer. and. Like, you delivered that correct because there has been so many carriers over the years where they've just gotten so wrecked <coughs> by, like, just buying claims. Like, there's a lot of marketplace. There used to be um, United was in the game, and then they left for, like, years. Friday shut down. Just this past year? Yeah, just this past year. Like, they went bankrupt. Like, there's – and that's why they have to raise – that's why they've been raising their prices, like, 20% year and year. And, like, their deductibles have been going up because, like, they're essentially buying claims. <laughs> like, that's what they're doing, but the government bails them out. They give them Well, the, the government bails them out, which is why we're trillions of dollars in debt. Yeah. Is because this is such a losing proposition. Yeah. Which, again, just all roads lead back to it's why there should be an alternative to the marketplace. It should exist. I get it. But there should be alternative. And yeah. so that's with this ruling and them t- trying to take it away, like – here we are. Yeah, there's a rule where, like, I, I don't know the government ruling. It might be an R- IRS code, but it's, like, marketplace plans have to pay out an overhead. Like, it's, like, 80 or 90 percent, 80 to 90 percent of every every dollar they bring in has to be paid towards claims or not-for-profit. So these guys only make, like, 10 percent or whatever it is. Now, that might add up to a lot, but they, they, they strict them down of, like, hey – you're you're not going to make a a lot of money doing this. Like you're going to be But I think that's so crazy because insurance has always been known to be a very lucrative yeah industry. Right? I, I mean and it, and it's all like it's such a gamble and it's also I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't necessarily agree with all parts of it. Yeah. But I think that not giving us a any kind of choice is definitely not the right thing to do. And I mean, and, and for this particular guy who was just a, a call, like an overflow call, 
And so I, d- I don't know him. Like, he just, I'm just the random broker that he happened to get on the phone, and he's just, like, really hot about it. And, like, you mean to tell me, and this is ridiculous, and why? Why is that? And I'm like, well, let's talk about why it is. I need you to understand how nonsensical that is. What was his response? Oh. Yeah. Like, just, but, but like, yeah. that's from years of doing this and being able to, on the fly, you know, articulate that, but... I definitely remember getting those kind of aggressive questions as a new agent and you don't really know all the answers and like it can really throw you off your game and you can like we ended up like like he and I ended up we closed a transaction. So it was a sale. He got a plan. But if I hadn't been able to like spar with him in that moment yeah. and come with the correct answer and be the subject matter expert, we talk about this all the time. I don't know that I would have, and that's that can be a really tricky part of our business is yeah. being able to understand enough to be dangerous, you know, yeah. and articulate that to people because w- – and I get it. Like, I so get it because when you're in the moment and it's your situation, all you can – the blinders on, all you can see is your situation. And you're like, this is stupid. What do you mean if I didn't have this happen – I could get covered. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's so un-American. That's so not what this Obamacare was put in place for, right? Because people only know about this much of a story that's about this big. And so they only see it from their point of view, and they're like, that's that's not helping people. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, but what sense does that make? I've had to, I've, I've told this story too. Like, I've had to break down with people. I do a lot of math. I don't, you know, this is, I just feel like math always comes up and I always joke like I'll, I've got to pull out my calculator I'm a psych major not a math major because like doing some of this math for people to try to make them understand really the what's what of their insurance plan is so critical but saying to them okay well let's talk about it because they're like oh this is ridiculous and insurance covered this and I'm so upset and I'm like let's talk about it though because you're saying insurance covered x amount of dollars which means they came out of pocket whatever the amount was, you've had this plan for how long? Uh, Four months. And how much is your premium? $300 a month. So you've paid them $1,200, and they just covered $30,000 of a surgery. (laughs) Who do you you think wins, right? But but people don't like... See it like that. Well, I, I do think there is something to be said for Obamacare for all of its good attempt at like what it's trying to like get everyone covered that was the goal right and that was their mission was to make sure all americans were covered because healthcare should be a basic human right for all of the good that was intended i do think it's kind of made people a little entitled in a lot of instances where they're like well you can't ask me that you have to cover me well like no that that's not exactly correct or, well, this affordable, it's supposed to be affordable. That's not affordable. Well, you make a good amount of money. Like, you have to pay the retail cost for it. You know, like, I, I don't make those rules. Like, that's that's the, the program, right? So it's like it has made some people, and usually it's the people that are in a situation, right? They're, they don't have the options. They only have this one option because of health or income or whatever, right? They only can take this plan. And when it doesn't do what they feel like it should be affordable, cover everything, have a low deductible, cover all their wellness, cover all their prescriptions. When it doesn't do all of these things at a really low cost, they feel like it was false advertising and like you're not telling the truth. But it's like, no, but you have to understand like the, it, everything's like a trade-off. If you're going to have a low deductible, you're going to have a higher premium. If you're going to have a high premium, you're going to ha- have a lower, dedu- a lower um, deductible. Like – everything's it's a trade-off if you're going to have prescriptions you're going to pay for that in premium if you want your wellness covered you're going to see that reflected in the cost if you go over here and you take a plan where those things aren't covered yeah you're going to have a lesser cost right like so if you want a ppo and you want to be able to use it all across the country that's probably going to cost you if you don't care about having a ppo and you want to take the tax credit then yeah we have these are what we this is what we have to do but it's not understanding and and they're, they're not supposed to like I wouldn't expect someone who doesn't deal in this 
to yeah. understand the ins and outs of it. Yeah. But I do think on some levels it's made us kind of entitled. I experience that from people. Yeah, I would say there's that side, and then there's their side of when you have insurance covered with your work, you a lot of times you don't realize how much they're paying for that plan. Or how much even you're paying. Or how much Because it yeah. just comes <laughs> out, right? Well, yeah, like they don't paycheck. even they don't ever look. Yeah. I so mean, you talk to people all the time and you're like, well, what are you paying? I have no idea. Well, can you access a pay stub? Because it's on there. But like I get it. I, I was there. I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know exactly. Yeah. But Yeah, well, let's let's talk about it. So with when you have coverage with work, they're supposed to, if you have like a traditional plan, like pay fifty percent of yours. Well, if you work for an organization that has 50 or more employees, they're required by law to cover 50% at, at a minimum of the employee's health care cost. They don't have to cover any supplements. In fact, they don't cover them at all. So if you buy life insurance, disability, long-term or short-term, um, pet insurance, dental vision, or you cover dependents and a spouse – they're not covering anything. Most often, they're not required to. Some companies will cover the family or cover part of the family. And I will tell people when I run across that, I'm like, never leave that job. Because that's not the norm. Like, they don't have to do it. And that's above and beyond for your employer to do that. Yeah. What would you say most um, groups are paying for an individual or family? Like, what's typical? would you say like, like what, what benefit they're getting for an individual versus, versus you mean what is the cost yeah of like the what plan? is what is the, what group usually paying for um so someone's if plan? i would say that an um, without employer contribution because you would see this when you got cobra right if you leave an employer you get an offer for the entire amount of the cost of the plan plus two percent for administration fees or whatever so on average a family is covered anywhere from 1500 to 2800 just depending on how souped up the plan is, right? So that's yeah. a mortgage. Um, an individual, it's typically between seven and $900 a month for an individual. And if you add a spouse, it's usually, that's why it's usually seven to 900 bucks to add your spouse to your plan. That's usually a pretty good window. So it's, it's pricey, but you don't realize it because the employee, and, it, and it's called a subsidy there too, right? A subsidy is just someone is picking up a portion of the cost. So the subsidy from the employer, the employer subsidizes your health care, and they're paying a portion for you to be covered, and that's 50% or more depending on that employer. But if you have 50 employees, you're required to. If you have under 50 employees, you have no real regulations. You get to write your own ticket. Um, but, you know, I see more and more small businesses not offering coverage or giving, like, a stipend for you to go out and secure your own coverage, which is great. Like, anytime you can offer that benefit, you're going to retain more talent. Yeah. But the problem is if they give them, <laughs> they, you know, that you own a plumbing business, you have a bunch of young bucks that work for you, and you give <laughs> them... 250 bucks per employee. I mean, they might be able to, as an individual, go out and get a plan, but like to have then go out to the marketplace and still see a plan that's a thousand bucks a month for your family and you're getting 250, that can hurt, right? So that's where the private side has really played well in these instances because you have 250 bucks and it's you, your wife, and two kids, and we can cover you for you know, 800 bucks, 700 bucks a month for the whole family, and you get 250 taken off of that, that's doable. But if you have to take that 250 bucks and go spend it on the marketplace on a plan that's twice as much money and you only get so – it feels different and it means that more people forego coverage. Yeah, the other thing too for if you have a business is you can do plans where um, you don't have to pay 50%. You get to do – called a fringe benefit, but you can deduct um, a portion out of their payroll or that they, they pay it. And they get the employee gets to take the plan with them if they ever leave. So it gives you a lot of flexibility if something happens. And there's a lot of cool ways. It's not like you're stuck in where you have to do a pay 
you can. There are plans like that, but there's also private plans on side of that that make it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, I, I, you know, I've said it. I'll say it again. I, I feel like if these private options, if really they put the kibosh on these private options, if they, they don't allow for them anymore, I think it's going to end up with a lot of people foregoing coverage, right? They're, like a lot of people are not going to pick up a plan because they simply can't afford it. And the way that, you know, when I have employee small groups where they're paying a stipend for the, you know, they, they want to see that you have coverage or they're not going to give you, they're not just going to give you 250 bucks more a month, right? They, they like, need to see that you're in a plan. Um, and that's where the, the private options have been super helpful in that realm because the dollar just stretches a lot further. But I, you know, taking that same money and going to the marketplace, you know, it not only is the premium so much higher – but the deductibles are high, right? So, like, think about deductible and out-of-pocket maximum, two of the most important numbers. In fact, deductible, coinsurance, max out-of-pocket. Those are the numbers on a plan. Deductible is the number you have to satisfy before your plan pays a benefit. Then, after you hit deductible, you move to coinsurance, meaning you start sharing in the cost of claims with the insurance company. So, if it's an 80-20, you're going to pay 20% of the remaining claims. The insurance company is going to pay the other 80 until you, the client, reach your out-of-pocket maximum. That's your worst-case scenario number. Well, on the marketplace, the deductibles on average are nine grand. The max out-of-pocket for an individual is typically still that nine grand, right? But it means you're not getting anything until you hit your max out-of-pocket, which probably will not happen if you're healthy. And your family max out-of-pocket is 18000 So if you think about if you actually have to use your coverage, the plan costs you $2,000 a month. That's $24,000 on the year, plus $18,000. That's math I can't do. What is that, $32,000? 30 so yeah. So that you have to pay in. That's a headline. Thirty-two k a year for. To cover yeah. your event, right? That is, in every sense of the word, catastrophic coverage. Because it's only covering you in catastrophe. If you have to crack a $32,000 nut to get to the finish line, yeah. how many people can actually do that and write that check, right? Like, that's terrifying. Crazy. And so, like, it is what it but is. But there's plans that supplement that. So when we build plans, all times we'll put plans in there to help pay that. For sure. For, for sure. But realistically, for the average family, that is only plausible if you either have a really nice income – and you can afford retail for your marketplace plan and something else on the side. Or if you have a, a sizable enough subsidy that you can then repurpose those dollars to adding supplements in to make the marketplace plan make more sense. And so, yes, that's a great way, and we try to work around it whenever it's an option. But if just think about it this way. If you already don't have the money to pay yeah. your premium – are you going to have $20,000 for your out-of-pocket maximum if it comes to that, right? Like, so I, I understand the premise. Again, I think it's it, it had all the best intentions. I think it might have been rushed to market because it's really, it's got a lot of really challenging parts to it. And the only real problem I have is that they're trying to take away any other solution that there could be. That part doesn't feel fair. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, insurance, the exciting world. I mean, it is exciting. Like, it's exciting to be able to help people, right? Yeah, solve their problem. And to educate people. Like, I mean, I, I'll tell you, taking back control of that conversation with that person, because when someone is aggressively questioning you like that, they're and they're backing you up against the ropes, and you cower... Like, there, o there can only be, like, the power dynamic shifts. You're no longer in control of the conversation, and it's, like, it's a free-for-all, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're going to probably run roughshod over you for the majority of the conversation because you let it happen once. But when you can take it back, like, when you can – and it wasn't – I wasn't ugly about it. I'm like, let's just – let's talk about it. You want the answer? Well, then stop talking and let me tell you the answer. Like, here we go. And so I tell him, <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that makes 
total sense. But it's like at that point, he's putty because like he's going to do whatever I say because he's like, well, she actually knows what she's talking about. Right. So like, yeah, she's going to tell I should listen to what she says. I should do what she says. And so it worked out well. But that's what people in those instances are kind of looking for is for you to be like. And I think it's good. I think in any part of your life when someone's like, I don't know, giving you a little aggressive energy, you don't do it mean, but you come from a place of serving them. Be like, hey, here's here's the answer. You know, um, and it, I think, builds a lot of credibility. Versus For sure. Yeah. And I don't ever really have people, I mean, I'm super direct, and I, you know, I'm always going to give you the answer, and I'm really straight. And luckily, I'm able to do it with enough, like, love and funny that, like, it works out, and people are like, I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes all kinds. Th- it, and this was one instance. Like, it's not like I've never met a person that I didn't kind of wasn't taken aback and a little bit it threw me off my course and like what is your problem kind of thing because there are just those people in the world right have you ever fired a client i've never said the words i fired but have you um, the concept i've never no I, like i've never i said hey i don't know if i it's before they become a client like hey i don't know if we can like actually help out so i don't know not like you're a client Hey, I'm going to transfer you to another agent or like you need to cancel your plan with me. Okay. It's never been like that. I've, I've definitely told people like, Hey, I'm clearly falling short. Like I, and I don't want to. So like I, you know, I've given you all my best stuff. I'm, there's some reason that I'm disappointing you and I don't want you to be in that situation. So maybe I'm not the right agent for you. Like I've definitely had that conversation with people when it was just too impossible and I couldn't ever. What request were they asking you? I don't this was so long ago because it's only been twice in my career. But there was um there was one person who was a little bit sticky because she was a friend of a friend. So it was like a referral. Yeah. And it came every time she would use her insurance, she was she just expected her insurance plan, the fact that she paid a premium to mean that she would never have any bills ever again. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, but that's not realistic. And I would spend all of this time explaining to her how insurance works and why you know, this is a great option and how I think it, you know, it took off 80% of the cost for you. That's a, that plan did really well in this instance. And I could just never please her. And then she would, you know, ask me for things and I would send them. And then she would act really upset saying that she didn't get them and I would forward it again. And it was just like, nothing I did was ever going to be enough. And so I just was like, Hey, I, I like, I'm so sorry. And I keep falling short and I would never want that. And, you know, for that reason, like, I, I feel like I'm just not the right agent for you. Like, I'm so sorry that I have disappointed you. Um, and so I'll take, like, the responsibility, but I'm just, like, if I know I'm I'm pretty helpful, and if I just can't really please you, then, like, I don't want you to have that frustration. I don't want that frustration. I There have definitely been times when there are clients that are real pain in these ways or they're really aggressive or, like, every time you talk to them, they're pissed off or, you know, whatever – that I'm like waiting out the clock on their plan, right? Because these these plans all have like some kind of expiration date, and I'm waiting it out because I'm like, oh, that'll be a nice day when I don't have to take those calls anymore. I mean, you have some clients that I will see the sh- on the shared CRM. The messages come and they're like incessant. They will text you for everything, and I'm like, I'm good though. I'm good like that. Like when there's conflict or stuff happening, I'm good on like I'm I think I'm a good diffuser. I'm a good at just like, hey everyone, let's just take a second. Let's take a little breath. Let's take you know, and like things will pass off. So I think I'm good at like diffusing. No, I think that's that's fantastic. But just my point being, I would never be in a situation with an insurance broker where I would legitimately message them. Oh, all the time? All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, what's about this, 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 that? Yeah. Hey, I got this charge. Do you know why? Hey, they took it out on this day instead of this day. Why? Like, stuff that it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've ever messaged, like, I have auto with USA, shout out, sponsorship dollars. (laughs) Um, I've never messaged anybody from USA and been like, what's good? I don't know. I just not like not really a thing. I I had I had a person message me the other day. I thought this was, I, I it's not often that I can't like 
come up with the answer. But sometimes they'll just, I'm like, I don't, is that rhetorical? Like, I don't, I really don't even know. She said, on my old plan, my medication was free. And on this plan, it was $4. I would like to know why that is. And I said, I don't, I said, I, I actually don't know how to answer your question. I mean, different plans do different things. And it sounds like your other plan, it was covered. And this one, it's not all the way covered, but $4 is pretty negligible for a 30 day supply of a prescription. <laughs> like I just, yeah. I couldn't even, I, I'm like, Which, really? And two, it's different pharmacies as well. Like different pharmacies will jack it up. Or your doctor could have changed the dosage. The dosage you could have gotten a three month supply. V- I mean, I don't know. There's so many unknown variables and it felt like you just like the message. I'm like, you really took time out to send me a message that it's costing both of us more than $4 to have this interaction. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. $4 is $4, you know? You th- so you agree with no, she should I'm joking, hunt I'm me joking. down for 4 bucks? I was just like, I don't. No. That sounds like a steal. I, I was like, oh, okay. This well. is a good deal. Yeah. So, I mean, there are just times. But, you know, it's, just de- it's dealing with the masses. It's dealing with people. Dealing with people. Let's wrap it up. So, it was a... It was a good week. I mean, building ain't easy. We're going in next week. We're going to Houston we're this going next to Houston. weekend. We're building a call center, and let me tell you, the boys are at it. Dakota's gonna watch some football. Watch the football. We're gonna watch. I'm gonna Love make is you blind. watch some. Love is Monday blind is out. It is September 29th. 29th. Love is blind is out, and we're ready to go. We got some missed calls. Ooh, the developers are at it. APIs. Wrap up, guys. Get so, it. Grind thanks on. Thanks for listening. It's been Dakota. I really hope that the Travis. Oh, we're going in. We're going back in this. And Taylor is true. No. Yes. I hope, yeah. I'm just joking. And, um, yeah, we're going to keep going. Cool. So, I'm Lori. It's code. It's code. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.